don't need it. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't. And and what a lot of people do is they let not having the fancy equipments um, almost act as an excuse to as to why they're not successful. They're like, well, if I if I had the polishers, if I had the m more money, mm -hmm. then I could do more. And I'm like, no, dude, like if you are a real hustler, you'll make with with what you got. You know, what yeah. I mean? And that, and that's all you can do, man. If, if you're struggling and you know, I, I, I hear a lot of people, a lot of people come to me and they say, man, like I'm, I'm, I can't get the jobs. Like, how are you doing it? You know, I get a mm -hmm. lot of those. And my, my thing is, man, is like, start with what you have and just get the absolute freaking best at your trade with what you got in front mm -hmm. of you, man. Cause it does you no good to wish you had more stuff. It does you no good to wish you had a shop. It does none of that any good. You know what I mean? You just have to perform the best you possibly can with what you have. Hey, what is going on? My name is Dustin. I'm the host of the Detail Spot podcast. And in this episode, we have on Drake Robert with Drake's Detailing. Drake is a super accomplished guy within the boat detailing space. And he actually has a YouTube, a podcast as well, all on the marine side and all on the boat detailing side of detailing. And uh, he's going to go in depth on how he started and how he grew his detailing business to over six figures and kind of give you the exact blueprint on how he did it and how he got to where he is today. So make sure to stick around. And I just want to thank all of y'all so much. Um, we, we have reached that 20 mark with our reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we reached over 35 reviews on Spotify. That means the world to me. It just shows me that, hey, you guys are getting something from this, and uh, that's what keeps me going and keeps me pushing. So I can't thank all of y'all enough, and if you haven't already, if you can, do me a favor and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video um, subscribe, turn on the bell notification so you don't miss anything. And we are going to pick a winner from last week's video. And we're also going to do another giveaway that I'll announce on the next podcast and the next video. So, um, all you have to do is like the video comment, and, uh, subscribe to the channel and you'll be entered to win a detail community t-shirt. And last week's winner was actually attentive finish. So, uh, attentive finish. All you have to do is shoot me a message on social media and let me know you were the winner and uh, I'll get your size and your address and get that t-shirt shipped to you. Um, but yeah, make sure to enter to win for the next uh, video. I'll announce the next winner. So just make sure to like the video, comment something that you liked about this episode and uh, make sure to subscribe. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, cool, man. So uh, Drake, just introduce yourself and like tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, you know a little bit about your supply company, Detail U. Just give us, give us the spill. Yeah, man. So I, um, my, my main business right now is Drake's detailing on YouTube. It's my YouTube channel. I mainly focus on boats. I've been, I started when I started detailing when I was 20 years old. And, um, when I turned 21 or it was like a week or two before I turned 21, the guy that I was working for, cause I, I wasn't, um, I didn't own the company. I was just working for a mobile detailer. I was his second crew. And uh, he was basically like, Hey man, I can't afford you anymore. Like, I love you, but I can't pay you. So that, um, that was one, it was, or I'm sorry, not one week before I was 21. It was one week before I got married <laughs> and, uh, we, we were like about to get married and everything. And, uh, we, yeah, I got fired. So it was funny. I just, I got myself in this position where I was like, dude, I got to get it. I got to start detailing, you know, and, and I could start my own. So I was 21 
I started my own dude and, and I'm 29 now. So I've been detailing for almost nine years now. And uh, I did cars for about four, four and a half years straight as just a basic mobile detailer. And then I'd switched mainly into boats and that's kind of where I found my niche was in the boat world. And, uh, yeah, so I started my YouTube channel about, uh, two and a half years ago. And that's where it like really took off for me as far as like detailing. I was, I was growing a very successful business before then. I, when, when I was in Pensacola, Florida originally, which is not too far from you, um, mm. is where I grew my business and I had grown it to, I had like six full-time employees. I had a personal assistant. Like it was crazy. I was 26 years old. Like things were booming. My company was making, you know, well over six figures. Um, I wasn't taking that home, but my company was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, dude, it, it got to the point where I I never wanted to grow a big detailing shop because it was freaking driving me nuts, dude. Like just working hard and managing other crews and people not showing up for work and guys falling off of boats and getting hurt, like workman's comp issues. Like it was crazy. And I, I just, I decided to do a big shift, dude. And I actually fired everyone. I let everyone go. And I went to just basically solo, solopreneur, you know what I mean? And then that's when I started my YouTube channel. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to document. I want to make good content and just help other people out there mm -hmm. and just kind of take it a little slower. And dude, that's, and then once I started doing that, man, it really just shifted for me on on my, my YouTube channel and then my Instagram. And then since then it's kind of morphed into, I, I now live in Northern California. We moved here a year ago. And since then it's kind of shifted more into, I do a lot of detailing. I still do detailing. I was out today doing a pontoon boat and, um, I detail. And then I also have my online stuff, my detail university detail you where I mainly just teach people. I have a few online courses that I'm going to be coming out with this year, but I mainly teach people on how to kind of grow specifically boat detailing businesses, which, you know, obviously they go hand in hand with car detailing, but um, a lot of my content, as far as like how to buff, how to wax, how to clean all has to do around boat detailing. Yeah. So um, yeah, man. So um, my detail you is I basically teach people how to, you know, kind of start their, their detailing businesses when it comes to boats, but then um, about two months ago, I actually launched detailusupply.com and it's our supply site. So basically the way it works is if you go on my YouTube channel, uh, Drake's Detailing on YouTube, I teach you how to detail boats. And then if you click the, you can go in the description section, you click the links, I sell all of the products that I use in the videos. And that's what I do, man. So I pretty much detail most days and then I come home in the afternoon, pack orders and ship them out to all of our supporters. So yeah, it keeps me very busy and on top of that, I got four kids and a wife and yeah, life is good. <laughs> Gosh, Very man, busy. Four, four kids. That's crazy. Yeah. We just, uh, we just had our fourth, uh, I saw uh that, yeah. four weeks ago. Yeah. Four weeks ago yesterday. So that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. it, it's funny what you were saying about like, you know, you, you had employees, you had the shop, you had like the, what a lot of people would think would be the dream, but it ultimately comes out sometimes to not so much be the dream. Like there's a right. lot of work that come that's involved with that. Like it's almost the ball game. You don't even see um, when you first start. And like, it's sometimes it, there's a, there's a blessing in just working by yourself and like, and right, honestly, yeah. you can make the same amount of money. Oftentimes, like obviously the potential is way higher. If you do have, you know, employees you have the facility but like man sometimes like the simplicity of just doing it solo and and you you don't have to play that other side of it it's kind of enjoyable bro yeah throwing some headphones in and just getting the work is is so nice man and i think that's why that's actually 
why I love detailing in a way is because it just lets me uh, escape. You know, I don't have to really think about too much anymore, you know, um, <laughs> other than last night we were talking beforehand where I didn't, I got zero sleep last night because I was <laughs> having an issue with a boat, but you know, it's, I don't really have to think too much. So you put headphones in, you just kind of get to work and do your thing, man. But yeah, like I, I think probably one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't realize, especially when they're starting, cause I coach a lot of guys just starting in the industry as well. People, you know, I, I link it back to the, like to the Bible, but in the Bible, it says like the, my people lack, um, they perish because they lack vision. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I mean. When I started, I was 20 years old or 21 years old. I didn't know what the freak I was doing. I had no vision. I just wanted to make some money. You know what I mean? And when you naturally get into business and, you know, you do things right, you post on social media, you do all the right stuff that we all teach, you know what I mean? You're going to make money. You're going, cause it's, it's a proven system, especially if you do a good job and you have a good reputation. But my thing was, man, is I never had an aim. Like I never knew what I truly wanted out of my business. I just knew I wanted more money. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the problem is though, is when you start making more money it never fulfills you, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I make more money. You know, my company was making well over six figures, but I was very unhappy. I was super stressed. I was actually dealing with a lot of depression in that time period drinking on and off to cope with stress, mm -hmm. just not mature enough to be running a multiple six figure business at 25 years old. And, um, yeah, so it was like one of those things, like it was, it was something that I wanted because it's like when I have all of this stuff, I'll be successful. But really what it was, man, internally, it was like, I wasn't okay with who I was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So not to get so weird and super deep, <laughs> but that's really what it is for a lot of people, man. They, they try to, they try to bring all this stuff in their life. They try to get the shop and the stuff and the, the six employees and, but yet they can't even lead themselves a lot of times, you know, mm -hmm. and you'll never be able to lead a company if you can't even make yourself get out of bed in the morning. Like mm -hmm. if you can't say no to the alcohol, you can't say no to the 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 little vices you have, you're probably not going to be super fit for running an operation with five and six employees, man. And it'll freaking it'll hurt you bad if you mm -hmm. if you're not careful, you know, so you know, I know that's maybe not super motivating for a lot of guys, out there, <laughs> but it's it's really the truth, man, like running businesses is very, it's very difficult. And a lot of people don't understand like the everyday struggle and the everyday disciplines it takes to do it. And I didn't even understand that, man. So I think that was my biggest downfall was like, I brought in all the stuff. I had all the money coming in, but I didn't have the leadership. I didn't have the self-discipline. I didn't have the, the identity worked out in myself to, to sustain it, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of similar too. Like with me, I think a lot of times I'm a super impatient person. So like, yeah, um, yeah. if I if I if I'm envisioning, let's say another route, like I wanted to add another van, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna be searching for. It. I'm gonna be trying to, you know, I'm gonna find the guy. I'm gonna tell the guy who we buy our vehicles through him. But like, hey man, go ahead and search for one. Or like, if I'm searching for a shop, like. I, I want it now type of thing. And I think a, my problem was, was I saw like, you know, other detailers, these glorified detailers online, whether it be, you know, in not even in my same state, even just like, yeah. Oh, that's such a nice shop. Like I gotta get me one, you know, like I gotta get my business to that level now. And I would just skip the steps. Like, and with yeah. skipping those steps, man, that's where I messed up was like, you, you need to be learning through that, those, maybe if it takes two years before I should have got a shop, um, you know, 
and it wasn't not because of like it failed. It was because your mindset, that's all it is, is like yeah. you, you can't keep up with it mentally. Whereas those training wheels through those two years or something could have, you know, that with me personally, that, that is like, um, you know, so like getting online and seeing like, oh man, they're there. Like I've got to, I've got to get my business to that level when yeah. the, the simplicity of it to just stay solo for a little bit could have been more enjoyable. Well, and here's the thing too, man, like this is not just detailers. This is humans in, in eight, especially in men. Mm-hmm. We, we're always comparing ourselves to other people, you know? And it's like one, just stop comparing yourself, dude. Like, because here's the thing, I was super happy being by myself with just a pair of headphones in scrubbing a boat. Like, I mean, you're on a $2 million yacht in Florida, scrubbing your boat, <laughs> no shirt off, like just living, living your best life. But because I would compare myself to my friends that I went to high school with that are, you know, doing very well and stuff. Mm. I always thought that, you know, in order for me to feel successful or to feel better about myself, I had to be more, do more because honestly, I was very self-conscious that I was just a car washer. You know what I mean? Um, for years, man, like people would ask me like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, uh, I'm a car detailer. And they'd be like, what does that mean? And I'm like, I, I, I wash cars for a living. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, I was yeah. actually like, kind of like insecure about it. So my, for me, man, it was like always trying to like grow too fast. Like you said, like being mm-hmm. impatient, trying to impress other people. And man, like a lot of the times, dude, you know, you can make, like you said, make just as much money being by yourself, maybe having a helper, you know, it's nice to have a helper, but you you don't need the shop. You don't need all the external stuff. Um, you know, and, and unless that's your goal, like if your goal, like how I talked about in the beginning, like you don't, you're, you lack vision, if your goal is to, I want to own a shop, I want to have six bays, I want to have multiple employees so that we can be the best car detailing uh, dealership or whatever in town, then yeah, go for it if that's your goal. For me, that was never my goal. For me, I wanted to make enough money to provide for my family so that I could be a good dad, be a good husband. I wanted to travel. I do a lot of missions work overseas um, through a ministry. So I wanted to go to India. I wanted to go to Nepal. Dude, when I had six employees, I couldn't leave because something was always breaking. Something was always, something was always happening, you know? And when I shifted and I went back to just being by myself and got like almost got recentered and was like, I'm not worried about what the industry says. I'm not worried about what my friends are doing. I'm just going to do me and what's best for my family. Bro, I went from working like crazy amounts. I was needed to make like back then I was needing to make a thousand dollars a day just to make payroll and like, you know, pay my bills and pay me, pay everybody. When I shifted, I went from making a thousand a day to two grand a week. So it was like the workload was way off of me mm-hmm. because I didn't have so much overhead. Dude, I was paying one of my guys. I paid him 120,000 in one year just for freaking detailing with me under my, I mean, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. But it was like at the end of the year when I had to write a W9 for 120 grand, that was really difficult. You know, it was like, <laughs> holy crap, you know? So man, if it's your goal to do that, by all means, go for it because it's awesome. I, I have a buddy, um, I'll give him a little shout out. It's Detail Bookie and um, Easy In, mm-hmm. great guy in um, in in Alabama. And dude, like he, he, that's what he wants. He's got 36 detailers, I think, or 30, 30 something employees. And he's mm-hmm. killing it, dude. They're, they're doing multi, they're doing six, 7,000 a day. I mean, just banging stuff out. 
And dude, for me, I'm like, that's a freaking nightmare. Like, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with yeah. that. <laughs> so, it's nuts, man. And I think what it is too, is like you said, it's everybody's personal goal, but like, yeah. it gets a lot harder to hit that escape rope once you are invested in and have employees and have that shop. Like it gets a lot harder to, to the coolest part about detailing is how easily modified you can modify your business. Like, Hey, dude, yeah. If I want to, if I want to take a 90 degree turn and go a different road, like it's that easy because overhead's For not sure. there, like just a super yeah. easy trade. And that's the beauty of it. You but can turn you it on and turn it off at any time. Really? Any you time. Can. Yeah. And it's like, if you have that overhead, like you have that shop cost, you're bound to that lease. And a lot of leases now are like two or three year leases. Like, you know, yeah. you get it six months in and that wasn't for you. Well, you're stuck with it. You better make it work. Or, you know, if you have multiple employees, you can't just, you can't just, hire an employee based on you risking it you got to know that you can keep them busy because their livelihoods on the line yeah. too so just well, know dude, that like, all that stress dude adds mm -hmm. on to your life man and, and, then, and it's you that has to carry it like you're sure. the owner so it's like you're the you're the daddy of it all i guess you could yeah. say like <laughs> yeah well, and that's the thing dude so a lot of guys like um they'll they'll start out year one they don't know much of anything so they're learning they learn how to, and then they get busy, right? And then it's like, oh, I've got more work. So what do I do? Well, you naturally want to hire more people. Mm -hmm. And I actually tell you to do the, don't do that at all because it complicates things. What I tell you to do is raise your prices. <laughs> like, like that's my number one thing, dude. So I didn't mention this, but when I had let everyone go, when I went back to being by myself, I almost tripled my prices, dude, because I didn't need the volume. Mm -hmm. So now I went from, I went from, you know, making, I needed to make about a thousand a day, you know, and I was, I had volume. So I, I was naturally charging a little cheaper. So it keep all my guys running. Whenever I flipped the script, I then went, okay, I'm going to just go to myself. I'm going to take two or three days on a boat. But instead of doing it for 800 bucks, just slap and go, I'm going to do a full wet sand. I'm going to do, you know, the whole nine as far as like correction, making sure everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to charge 5,000 bucks. And dude, I'm telling you, it was wild, but people started picking them up left and right, dude. So now I'm like, holy cow, there's something to this. I'm now working way less and I'm actually making more money, dude. And I had no stress. I was literally off by two o'clock every day. Like I would, I would, I would literally get to the job about nine o'clock because we had to do that in Florida because the morning dew and stuff. So it's not that like I'm lazy. It's just they were the practical <laughs> purpose. <one. laughs> the, if you're not in Florida, the morning dew is so bad that it doesn't dry till like 11 a.m. Yeah. So, you know, by, by the time you get out to a job, it'd be wet. So we'd wait till about nine or 10. I'd work till like two, man, and, and get off at two and go home and, you know, have fun with my kids, have fun with my wife. Mm -hmm. We went on some trips. And with that business model, it allowed us to save enough money and, and you know, eventually put some stuff on YouTube and make and make enough money. And now we're out in Northern California and we, we're really loving it out here. And, you know, so... Dude, like, that's the thing, man. It's like, there's so many different paths you can take, right? I mean, there's, you could be, you could have the big shop, you could do, you know, uh, you can make it your secondary income. I know a lot of detailers that just do it on the side, man, make good side money. Um, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the detailing industry. Like, like we said, is that you could turn it on, you could turn it off, you could do a 90 degree turn at any time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't always have to, you don't always have to pursue more just because the world says you have to, you know what I mean? A lot of the times, man, sometimes pursuing less will actually make you happier. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. And it was, it was, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun journey, man. But I think that was the biggest shift I made in my detailing business. When I chopped, when I stopped trying to just be the, 
you know, what the industry says you need to be and have all the latest gear and all the cool stuff. And then I was just like, you know, and I'm going to shift to trying to serve people, do the absolute best I can. I'm going to achieve dang near perfection on these boats. You know, perfection is obviously not achievable, but if you can get dang near close to perfection um, and dude, it started paying really good dividends for me. And now I'm, I'm, probably considered one of the biggest brands in boat detailing, you know, mm -hmm. for, for the industry, man. And it's, and it's wild and it, and it sort of happened on accident, which is crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> it's super cool. Like what, what you were saying was, and this, this applies to everybody. Like if you are to raise your prices, like you max yourself out, like, and I think that's where people mess up is they go and they say they get, they start three months later or six months later, one year later, now they, now they're busier and like they've gotten traction. Now they're like, Oh, I need to hire. Cause that's at the next step. That's what they think. Nope. You know what? Realistically, they need to squeeze every step of the way out. And like, until you can't squeeze it anymore. So like if you're solo squeeze as much out of it solo as you can, and yeah. that may be raising your prices or it may be like, just working solo for another year to get your average. Like, Hey, what's, yeah. what's my average with one person being me? Yeah you know, then maybe higher, but like, you know, if you don't have those numbers to look at and one year or even six months of, of being busy is not enough to look at it and say, Hey, next year is going to be the same way. Like it could no, change, yeah. you know? So it's like squeeze every bit of, uh, of ounce of, um, whatever step you're at and then go up to the next. And like with you, you had a bunch of, you had a bunch of clients, you had that volume, like you raising your prices, you probably lost 75% of your customers, yeah. but the 25%, they were freaking phenomenal clients. Like, dude. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, dude, crazy byproduct that I did not expect when I tripled my prices, my customers were way freaking better. Not I dude. I never, I mean, very rarely ever do I have anybody negotiate very rarely do people go like, can you do it for this? Like, it's weird, man. And, and I have this little analogy um, that I share in my trainings and stuff. And I say, like, if you ever came to one of my personal um, trainings that I do, which I don't have any planned right now, but um, I, I give a, I, I tell people about a Rolex. I'm like, okay, listen, there's two types of people in this world. Okay. You know, everybody wants to tell time, right? Everybody wants a nice watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there's people that go to Walmart and get a little Casio for 25 bucks. And then there's people that buy Rolexes for $30,000. Mm -hmm. They both tell time. They both inherently do the same thing. But one person is willing to pay for quality because they're trying to make a statement. It means something. The other person is just being practical and wants to tell time. So the way I say it is like, how can you attract the Rolex type of people in your company? Mm -hmm. Well, the dude, the number one way you're going to attract Rolex type of people is by one, offering a way better quality service than anyone else in your town. And two, you your price has to reflect that because if this does, this type of modeling doesn't work if you're only 50 bucks higher than the competition, because someone goes, well, you're 50 bucks more than, you know, I'm gonna go with the cheaper guy. Mm -hmm. But dude, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I switched my mindset to trying to achieve close to perfection or whatever, you know, just being a very good quality, excellent, you know, I, I strive for excellence in everything I do when I did that. And I bumped my prices up, people began to ask why, you know, dude, I've, you know, in the boat world. And when I, when I throw out big numbers, it's not like showboat and it's just, I'm doing yachts. So obviously they're, they're bigger numbers, but I remember when I first started doing this, man, I had a customer call me. I went out there and quoted it and it was pretty, you know, pretty oxidized. It needed some wet sanding and buffing and stuff. 
And I quoted him like 7,000 bucks. And dude, he like lost, like, he was like, what? He was like the comp, the, you know, the, the, the other company was only quoted me 1700. And I was like, well, listen, let me tell you what they're going to do. They're going to hit it with a buffer and then slap a wax on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do two steps of sanding. I'm going to do a heavy cut, a medium cut, a polish, and then we're going to top it off with a nice ceramic coating. So yes, it's seven grand, but I'm giving you seven times more work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when you, when you tell people that and you explain people that the guy was like, oh, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And I booked the job and dude, that's, what's weird. And, and to this day, that story rings true in my head because the most people get hung up on, well, I'm already not booking every job. So if I charge more, I'm going to book less jobs, but that's not necessarily the case when you charge more. Yes, you will book less jobs. So if you, if you have a volume problem, then you can't inherently do this at first. But once your volume's there, when you start raising your prices, man, it naturally makes people think you are more valuable because mm -hmm. you are. You know, I, I've heard a, a very wealthy uh, person uh, tell me this one time. He said, if you go to, um, or I'm sorry, I heard this in a podcast. If you go to Walmart and you're looking for freaking black beans or whatever, say your wife sends you to Walmart and says, go buy black beans. What do you do? You know nothing about black beans. They're probably all made by the same freaking black bean farm, but there's one for 98 cents. And then there's an organic one with a nice um, earth tone colors. That's $4. <laughs> Which one are you going to think is a better quality? You're going to go with the $4 one, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the time you'll probably grab the $4 one because you think it's organic and healthy. The only reason why you think it's more organic and healthy is because it's got a nicer label and it's four times more than the, the, the competitor, you know? So we don't, I never, when I say this kind of stuff, it's not like, oh, we're misleading people and stuff because the other side of charging more and being exclusive is you have to be better than the competition. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't double your prices, but don't offer double quality work. Mm -hmm. So anytime you're going to raise your prices or triple your prices, like I did, I also tripled my quality. You know, I started using better chemicals. I started, I started really learning about wet sanding and, and getting perfection and ceramic coatings. And whereas before it was just slapping bleach on boats and scrubbing them, you know what I mean? So anytime you're wanting to, to, to raise your prices and to grow, you also have to raise your quality of service. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where, um, I, I typically tell people my little system for doing this, man, is like, if you have a, if you have a, 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 um, a volume problem, so you don't have enough work coming in, well, man, start off small. Like I usually tell people like you're, you're year one into your business. You can't be the most expensive guy because you don't earn that right to be the most expensive guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you're one year into detailing, you can't be charging the same as 10 year guy into it because he's just got way more experience than you. So what you can do though, is you start off at a baseline price, you know, don't, don't undercut people. Don't be that guy, but you know, at a baseline price. And then once you book out, man, you're booked out two or three weeks solid, dude, that's when you start raising your prices. And what will happen is like, for instance, cause I do a lot of boats. Okay. So I had a wash and wax package. We go out, wash it, clean the seats, you know, get it all and then wax it. Okay. When I was, when I had all my employees, we were at 15 bucks a foot for that. And we were banging them out left and right. Okay. Whenever I let everybody go, I bumped it up to 30 and then $35 a foot. But the way I did it was I kept at $15 a foot until I was booked out about two and a half to three weeks. And then once I got to about two to three weeks booked out, then every phone call I got after that, I said, hey, it's actually 20 bucks a foot for a wash and wax. And 
naturally some people go, oh, I'm good, but I was already three weeks booked out. So it didn't matter, you know? So then more people would call and I'm doing all these at 15 a foot. And then I book, you know, maybe four or five at 20 a foot. Well, now I'm booked out four weeks. And so what I would do is now, now once those $20 a foot guys would start coming and I'm still two to three weeks booked out consistently, then the next people that would call, I'd be like, Hey, I'm 25 bucks a foot. And they're like, Oh, great. Put me on your list. Okay. So <laughs> dude, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. This is exactly how I did it. And then I would book out two weeks at 25 bucks a foot, of course, not booking every job, but it didn't matter because I was already booked out, you know, a few weeks. And then once I got caught up and I'm three, four weeks booked out at 25 a foot, everybody that called after that, Hey, I'm 30 bucks a foot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, And it literally, period. dude. Yeah. And, and it's like, I, I just kind of allowed myself to build over time. You know what I mean? And it took me about a year you know, to, to get to where the price is that I want. And then, you know, obviously you can't just like price gouge people and stuff. So mm -hmm. 35 bucks a foot was kind of my max as far as like the wash and the wax. And then I add on all my other services and coatings and everything that, that obviously add more money to it. But dude, that's the, in a, in a nutshell, that's basically how I was able to triple my prices. It's, it's not just doing it overnight. It's, it's mm -hmm. a process. It takes time. It takes patience. But if that's kind of the model that, you know, if whoever's listening, if that's kind of the model they want to go after as being like the solopreneur, maybe one other detailer with them as a helper, and you're wanting to raise your prices and you don't know how well that dude, I just gave you the blueprint for it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I wanted to take a moment from the episode really quick and tell you about the detail community, what some of the members inside are saying and how you can become a member today. So when you join today, you're gonna get access to over 50 plus business classes and classes added monthly. These classes and these resources are gonna show you click by click and step by step on how to take your business to that next level, whether you're just starting, already started or been in business for years and you just want more traction and want that momentum so that you can start making more money. You also get access to a private community of other members that are already inside. These are ambitious detailers just like yourself that you can connect with and get support every step of the way. It's gonna take away that loneliness and make it to where you don't have to do business alone. We'll do live hangouts monthly to where you can come hang out, connect with other members inside as well, and ask your toughest questions no matter what stage in your business you're at and get an in-depth answer. And if you're enjoying the podcasts that are coming from the Detail Spot podcast, you are definitely going to enjoy being a member of the Detail community because you also get exclusive podcast episodes and bonus footage uploaded to your member library that only members a part of the Detail community get access to. Something that is super cool that you also have access to that are added to your member library on a monthly basis are these pre-made promotion templates. These are going to allow you to separate your from your competitors and really stand out and display your brand in a positive and professional light. These packs are added monthly so you always have something to post on social media and so that you always have some type of branding getting pushed out there to your clients. So before we get back into the episode, let me show you really quick what some of the members inside are saying. So Marvin said, I sold one coding service from using something that was said in one of the members only podcast episodes. Now my member is covered for a couple years now. Kyle said, what you said on the hangout last night is working. I texted about five or six of my clients and already have two booking for September. 
Preston said, I just joined in here. I did watch the pricing and packaging lesson. I can most definitely confirm my pricing was way too low. I just raised it to where I know for sure I'm making money now and I had two clients agree to the higher prices. That is awesome. Brian said, if you guys are wondering if it's worth it, it is. There's a ton of amazing content, podcasts, ad templates, detailing information out the wazoo and monthly, which I hope turns to weekly or bi-weekly, member Zoom hangouts. Seriously, guys, I'm not just trying to sell anyone. It's beyond worth the price for what you get. See for yourself. And then Michael said, I will pay for this for life, man. The information in here is worth way more than $37 a month. I've already gotten five clients to accept upsells using what was in one of the classes. So you get access to all of that that I just showed you, plus so much more. There are so many resources there and resources added regularly for you to use at any time you would like and that are gonna really help you take your business to that next level so that you can make more money, put more money in your pocket, take more time off, buy a new house, buy a new car, whatever your dreams or goals are, this community is gonna help you take your business to that level. And the coolest part about it is it's only $37 a month. Something that is gonna help you make more money is only $37 a month. Think of it this way, if only one thing or only one resource helps you get a lead in or helps you attract more clients, your membership is paid for for a long time. And I know there are so many resources there, more than one is gonna help you, but even if only one does, it is paid for and it is worth it. So if you join today, become a member of the Detail community. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, click the link in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link in the description, or you can go to thedetailcommunity.com forward slash join. Become a member today, get access to all of that today, and I cannot wait to connect with you further inside, and I cannot wait to watch your business grow and watch you take your detailing business to that next level so that you can start crushing your goals and achieving your dreams. Yeah. What I call it is like price electricity. Like I think a lot of times, um, I was just talking about this yesterday, I think where you, you, you hear like detailers were here, like from year 10 businesses, they're like, man, you're way too cheap. You need to go up in price. And sometimes they don't, that guy's just forgetting what it was like at year one. Like you can't, you can't be $500 for a detail at year one. If you're, you have no clue how to get clients. You don't know how to brand. Like you you have to be on that lower end. Like obviously make sure like your starting point should be still profiting and making your business money. But like, go up in increments, like you said, but you got to have that volume first, like make sure people are calling like, Hey, I've got leads coming in. Once you have leads coming in, it gives you a lot more wiggle room to now raise your prices. But like, you got to master marketing before you can actually get someone to agree to pay a hundred dollars an hour. Like, you know, actually my buddy, um, back to what you were talking about with like the Rolex thing, that's, that's the, like, you you have like your ideal client in mind when you think of like someone who can afford to pay for a Rolex like and it's yeah. kind of the same with detailing like people who have a yacht or a you know a boat in general really like that's what's super cool about marine detailing it's like it's such not a necessity to where yeah. you tap into way better clients because sure. you know everybody's got a car like yeah the boat is like dude that's that's 
they can afford that. Like they can afford a detail or a, sure. a ceramic coating. So um, my buddy, uh, Trevor, he sent me this reel and it was like, if you were to get heart surgery from the best heart surgeon there was like, but he was the cheapest. Would you like, would you <laughs> yeah. trust him? Like, you, even if he's the best, like he's the most accredited, he does the best work there is like, you know, but he's the cheapest there is like you, you naturally wouldn't trust him because price nah. is, price is a part of like your brand. Like it's, yeah. it's probably the most important part. So if like, yeah, you never see Rolexes on sale, exactly. You, know I mean? you never you see know. Ferraris and Lamborghinis on sale. <laughs> you know Exactly. I mean? and, and that's why Lamborghini Ferrari and these, these premium companies that like, we should be putting our businesses at, or we should be putting on a pedestal when it comes to how they market, how do they brand themselves? Because detailing is so similar to that. It's not like, yeah. it's not a necessity, like a Honda Civic or, or a Toyota. Like that's a necessity. You need that to get from point A to point B. When you go buy a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, that's something that you want now. And that's like detailing. Like, yeah, you don't need that. So it becomes a one. You need to brand your business like it's a want type of service. And Lamborghini, Ferrari, like they pay no money when it comes to commercial advertisement, like because that's not where their desired client is hanging out. Like, so yeah. they, they have those things in mind and they know that like, hey, I'm not running a sale. When you, you see a Honda Civic on, on a commercial or the new Toyota Camry that comes out, they're talking price at the end of it. It's like, Hey, get it for this price starting at $32,999. Yeah. You know, it's like Lamborghini doesn't do that because they don't no. care. You know, yeah. like they don't so even run cool. ads. Exactly. <laughs> they don't yeah, even have to, you know what I mean? Exactly, That's the man. thing, man. You want to have such a freaking rock solid, like reputation that you don't even need to, you don't need to convince people that you're awesome. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And dude, that's the thing. Like it's, you and you can't do that in your first couple of years. Like, I don't care who you are. Maybe, maybe if you do really well year two or three, maybe, mm -hmm. but especially, you know, cause I deal with a lot of new guys. Like most of my subscribers are either DIY boat owners wanting to wash their own boats or guys wanting to start a boat detailing business. So I talk mm -hmm. to a lot of detailers and even my, my own podcast, I have the detail you podcast where I talk mainly about boat detailing stuff. And the thing about new new guys that are coming in, man, is like like you said, they're wanting to charge the premium prices right away. And I'm just like, you you can't do that. Even in my training classes that I've done, I, I give a, a pamphlet out about exactly how to break down all your pricing for the top side of the boat to the whole, like the whole night. Like I, I spell it all out. But I, I actually tell people to start at that $15 a foot where I started out 10 years ago or it was nine years ago. And it's, you start there because that's your foundation and then you have something to build from. And because the, do that first year, the first year or two or three, honestly, the first three years in business, man, everything you do needs to be, it's an investment into your business. So mm -hmm. every detail you take, even if you're not getting paid top dollar, you are actually getting paid to learn your craft. Like every car you do, every boat you do for the first couple of years, you don't know everything. So one, stop acting like you know everything. <laughs> and two, <laughs> uh, two, um, every boat you do is practice. It's it's so yeah, you're maybe you're not getting paid the premium dollar, but you're actually getting paid to freaking learn, dude. Like mm. you can't do that anywhere else. You can't go to college. You have to pay to, you know, so. When someone's able, yeah, sure. Could you, if you're doing a paint correction on a car and you might want to make 800 bucks, um, and and say you're you know six months into detailing, then you know you can't charge 800, but you can charge 350 or 400. Dude, still go out there, give them a super badass job, mm -hmm. polish it out, make it freaking look amazing, 
and charge what you charge, but know that that is an investment into your future. You're going to get content off of it. You're going to film it. You're going to take before and afters. You're going to get Google reviews off of that job. And dude, you do that for two, three years straight, man, year four, year five, year six. That's where you start to see the big increase, man. Because Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was for you, but you know, my first three years of business was the absolute hardest three years of my entire freaking life, dude. Yo. I think my first year in business, I made like 32,000 or something like that, which was pretty decent, you know, at 21 years old, but nothing compared to what I'm making now or in what I was making. But, you know, it's <laughs> the, the amount of stuff that you have to learn in order to even have the audacity to charge mm-hmm. Rolex prices, you have to earn that right. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and me, if you're trying to charge like premium prices, like what I charge, but you've only been detailing for one year, I kind of, I kind of think of you as a little prick. <laughs> like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what gives you the right to think you can yeah. do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't earn those stripes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing too, is like, I think there are some circumstances to where like some detailers get into this and like they have that capital right off the rip and like, which I didn't and and you may not have either. Like, you know, I didn't have a lick of capital, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Like most people who get into this trade is they're, they're look, they're come they're starting with the bare minimum, but there are a few guys that get into it and they got 20 grand to spend on like everything that they need. Like, you know, they get, they get their brand looking nice right off the rip. They get everything that they, they could possibly you know, that some take five years to get to like, you know, I guess they could charge more, but like most of us, man, we gotta, you gotta go through the ranks before you can. And when you're charging 15, like for boats, like you're at $15 a foot, the bare minimum, like that's their starting at. So like you're getting paid for what you're worth. Like you're not worth what the guy who's been in business three or five years. Like, you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday and he's like, man, I really want to get into polishing. Like he's just, he's just detailing right now. He's, he's a lower tier price. And which is, I told him was like, man, like your price points around what I started at too. Like I would maybe go up a little bit just so you know that you're making money. But like, you know, he's like, I would really like to get into polishing. I'm like, do you have a polisher? He's like, yeah, I got one. He had a Roops. Like he had a really good polisher and you know, had, he had everything that he needed. And he's like, I think I could do it. I just feel like I'm going to spend eight hours on it. I'm like, you know, the best thing you can do right now is charge what's your, you know, charge for polishing around the same rate that you're charging for your detailing. It's going to be really low, but get out there and polish those cars. The clients aren't paying for, they're not paying top dollar for it. So they're kind of paying you, you're practicing, you're getting those under your belt. Yeah, You're learning. Yeah. You're learning. And it's like, you know, I think a lot of detailers think that they have to get out there and they can't try things. They can't do it because they know they're not a professional at it yet, but Man, we all you all gotta start somewhere. You can't just do a junkyard hood or a or a a decrepit boat your whole Yeah, dude. Well, and and like I tell people too, like it's an investment into your future because like I said, even if you're not getting paid, dude, when I moved, okay, just for instance, okay. When I moved here to Northern California, my first four boats I did, I practically gave them away. Like I did <laughs> full wet sand, full ceramic jobs for like a thousand bucks. Like I still, yeah, I made a thousand bucks, two days of work, like still great money. Don't, so don't, don't, but that's not my normal pricing structure. But what I did was is those videos, it's funny, man. This is exactly what I did. One of the boats I did gave him a great deal. thousand dollars. I was like, Hey, a thousand bucks. I'll, I'll make it look good. And dude, I freaking make this thing look badass. I mean, it, I mean, amazing <laughs> freaking shiny ceramic for days. Like I, I put money into it, but what I did was I literally videoed it because I'm good at this kind of stuff. I videoed it, went home, put it on an editor. 
I, you know, I posted the before, after a couple little music videos. And then I put that video on Facebook ads. So I went on my Facebook ads. I ran a Facebook ad campaign, dude, that video alone from that $1,000 job. So I made a thousand bucks, great money. That one video, dude, I've booked maybe 15 boats at this point, I believe off of that one video. So what I did was, like I said, I did it cheap. I basically gave it away. You know what I mean? Gave the detail away. I did way more work than she, the lady was paying for. The way it worked out though, is I did more work than what she was paying for. So she got a freaking phenomenal detail at a good rate. So she was happy. And then I took that content and booked 15 more jobs from that thousand dollar job. You know, so that's where you're, you, it's not always working harder. It's working smarter. So if you go, well, dude, if I'm learning on this boat, say you're say you're four months into it or you're doing a car, okay, and you're doing an F-250 and, and it needs a two-step correction on it, instead of just charging 400 bucks or 500 bucks to do a two-step correction on this F-250 or F-150, you, you, you charge your money, you know, your lower rate because you need the practice, but you're also getting before and after content. You're getting practice. You're, you can make before and after videos, and then you post those on your Instagram and social media to potentially book more clients. So mm -hmm. you can almost look at every detail you do in those first couple of years and really every detail you do from here on ever as an investment opportunity for your business, for future advertisements, for Google reviews everything you do and, and you can make good money in the process, you know? Yeah. I mean? Cause the thing is, is you don't have a ton of people to choose from either. Like you have who calls no. you and it may, when you're first starting, it may be, or, you know, maybe some businesses are year three or four in, and this may be them as well. But like, you know, when you're, when you're not, I guess, mastering your marketing or, or you're not getting that exposure that you need to, to have a higher price, like, you kind of got what with you got to deal with what you got. So if like you're only getting three calls a week, like you kind of don't want those to to slide under. Like you need those. You need those Dude. for the content because without content, you're not going to get future leads. So like, and that's where exactly. that price comes in the point comes into play. So yeah, low price yeah. when starting. It's like the opposite advice ever. But like you know, low low price, man. Like if you're just starting out there, like you got to. Well, it's it's real. It's not even low pricing. It's realistic it's pricing, just, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like. You know, and I also tell people like, don't be that guy where you're undercutting <laughs> everyone in your town to freaking because no one likes you. Stop doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? And you're like, not making any money either. No, like, yeah. And know. then you're yeah. There's a point where it's like too low. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And and even when I say low prices, you probably still don't want to be the cheapest guy in town because that makes you look bad. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, but being very realistic. And then, like I said, man, like it's 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 telling the setting the expectation for the customer you know booking the job but then doing more than what's required and dude mm -hmm. that's the missing ingredient in everything. in life and everything yeah. in life mm -hmm. even for your own self it's everybody dude in the in the in detailing industry because that's what we're talking about but in life everyone is just trying to figure out what's the minimum i can do to be successful or to mm -hmm. you know to make it in this life and if you have that mindset, dude, you're never going to be where you want to be in life if you're always just trying to do the minimum. Mm -hmm. So I know people like they detail boats and and I did this too when I first started out, you know, because I've learned stuff over the years, but you're always trying to cut corners. You're always trying to like, oh, she's only paying 400 bucks. So I'm just going to do this for 400 bucks. But it's like, or what if she's paying 400 bucks, but you give her a freaking bad detail and now she goes tell all of her friends, hey, you know, this guy gave a good deal you know, that could cause some issues for you because now the six people that she brings to you are all going to expect 400 bucks. So you might have to have that mm -hmm. conversation. And I've done, dude, I've done this 
tactic multiple times with people where I'll literally go, hey, listen, I'm going to give you about 800 bucks worth of work. I'm going to, uh, we'll charge you 400 bucks, but I'm going to make this thing look right. But please just don't tell anybody how much I'm charging you. And literally most people go, oh, okay. Yeah. You're giving me a great deal. Fine. That's, that sounds good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Yeah. I'll shut up. Yeah. I'm giving you a great deal. You know what I mean? And dude, it takes you an hour extra, you know, you put an extra hour or two into it. You know what I mean? Um, and dude, it's like, and that's the thing with that, that thousand dollar boat that I told you, like I, I put my heart and soul into it. I, I spent two full days of my time out there. I detailed it. And, you know, I also say all of this with the fact of, I do have some money in the bank, so I'm not dying for bills. I'm not, you know, I'm not struggling to keep the lights on, you know? And that's a, that's another perspective too, man, because, you know, when I was younger and I was starting out, like I needed every freaking penny. And when you live, under that that mindset of I need to make a paycheck to pay my bills this week, man, you you naturally start. I, I call it more of like a poverty mindset. You start mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I need the money. I need money. And I hope someone picks me. I hope someone hires me. I and dude, like if you want to be a premium detailer, you really have to change your mindset to be like, no, like. I know my worth. I know that I'm valuable. I may not be a like 10 year professional yet, but I know that what I do actually creates value and mm -hmm. people want to pay for that. You know, people want to purchase yeah. that. And I'm telling you, man, like mindset is probably 95% of it. <laughs> you know, it, Dude, it's crazy. You hit, you hit the nail on the head. Like just like looking back how I, I, I even thought like, you know, when you look at yourself at year one, year two, year three, or just when you really have no clue, like, it's you do kind of have that mindset of like, dude, I'll take anything, like throw me a bone. I'll give you a deal. Like it's, I'm, I'm not respecting myself at that time. Like, and, and that's, yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down to is that when you're charging, because I think a lot of people, when you were talking about, like, you need that money so bad that you almost don't even care if long-term you're losing, like say you're at $80 for a detail that takes you three, four hours. You need that $80 now yeah. versus, you know, yeah, I probably spent this on products, but it's still $80 right now. So like, yeah. And that's how they're thinking. And that's kind of how that's, you go down that rabbit hole of that, Dude, yeah. that, that ends, well, you're, you're bro, it's sinking. It got so bad for me in my first two years. I was driving. I had a I had a radius. I would drive an hour and a half away for $125 DW. <laughs> so I was spending 40 bucks, 50 bucks in gas because I had a V8 um, SUV at the time. I was spending like 40 bucks in gas just to drive and make $125 on a detail, dude. And, and it got to the point because I had that mindset of I can't let a single dollar go. Like, mm -hmm. And it, it got to the point where like somebody would call me, I'd be four weeks booked out and I was still booking cars at 125 bucks. You know, <laughs> when I first started out, I was doing a lot of mobile car detailing Yeah. and dude, like that's when I had the shift because I was, I was, like you said, you're not respecting yourself enough. Mm -hmm. That was a hundred percent. My case dude is I, I didn't honor myself enough to go. Like I am worth more than $125 for three hours, four hours of my time. You yeah. know what I mean? And dude, that was the thing. I, it got to the point where I like, I had to tell myself that I will never like do anything specifically for that money, you know, because it was pretty bad, man. Like, cause I don't come from money at all. Like my parents, mm -hmm. my parents, um, they, they had a little money and then they lost everything in 2008. Like our house got mm -hmm. foreclosed on the car that I used to drive to high school, got repoed. I, me and my dad would have to drive around town and go scrap metal just to keep the lights on. Like, mm -hmm. so I come from pretty bad poverty. Um, you know, so 
when when I started my detailing business, dude, I I I had zero money in the bank, literally zero. The guy that I was working for actually um, sold me all the equipment and he let me pay it off in payments. So that was really blessing. Mm -hmm. I had zero money, dude. So everything that I had to do in my business, I started with absolutely nothing. And to this day, I've never had a single business loan. I've never had credit cards. I've never done any. I've I've raised it all from straight up cash. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, just paying things off, dude. And, yeah. um, and, you know, now I'm to the point where I needed to get a loan for some certain things as far as my detail you stuff, but like where people get mixed up, man, as they go, I need all this stuff on day one. Mm -hmm. I need all the, I need the Rupes polisher. I need all this stuff. And the truth is, man, you really don't like for mm -hmm. three years, I ran, I rocked a freaking Harbor Freight DA. You know what I mean? Now, the granted Bauer. once. Yeah, dude, though, no, <laughs> it was before Bauer. It was a uh, Chicago electric. Yeah. You know? The gray was, one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, the old school bad boy. That thing was like a brick. You know what same, I mean? Same, bro. I had the yeah. same one. So man. I rocked that. I rocked that puppy. For, it would like electrocute me. Yeah. Crap, dude. <laughs> I rocked that so puppy. Loud. Oh, dude, it was horrible. <laughs> but um, you know, I'd rock that bad boy for three years, and now obviously when I upgraded my equipment, it was like, oh my gosh, it was like the heavens yeah. opened. But you don't need it. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't. And and what a lot of people do is they let not having the fancy equipments. Um, almost act as an excuse to as to why they're not successful. They're like, well, if I if I had the polishers, if I had the more money, mm -hmm. then I could do more. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, if you are a real hustler, you'll make with with what you got. You know. What yeah. I mean? And that and that's all you can do, man. If if you're struggling, and you know, I, I I hear a lot of people, a lot of people come to me and they say, man, like I'm I'm I can't get the jobs. Like, how are you doing it? You know, I get a mm -hmm. lot of those. And my my thing is, man, is like start with what you have and just get the absolute freaking best at your trade with what you got in front mm -hmm. of you, man. Cause it does you no good to wish you had more stuff. It does you no good to wish you had a shop. It does none of that any good. You know what I mean? You just have to perform the best you possibly can with what you have and yeah. become great at it, dude. Yeah, dude. And that's another thing is, it, and it won't be overnight either. I think a lot of think a lot of people think that like, you're going to tell them something that's just like, Hey, this, I'm going to try this one thing. And tomorrow I'm going to get leads from it. It's literally having to show up every single day and wanting to learn more and wanting to say, Hey, okay, that one thing I tried that I put that in use in my business. Now I need to get that second thing and start stacking up those strategies and, and trying things because there's not just one get rich quick thing that you can implement no. in your business. It's funny that like you were talking about um traveling a, an hour and a half I, I was gonna tell you i did the yeah. same thing i lived an hour um i lived 45 minutes from the city that it was like a dude I, we bought a house once we moved from florida i got out of the navy we, we bought a house like 45 minutes from where i'm originally from just because it was cheap there and it was in the country and like but there was only there's probably only seven thousand people in that town so i had to go yeah. like 45 minutes and uh, this one lady we detail for, I did it for like 70 bucks, man. And she was <laughs> like, will you take 60? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. <laughs> so she's like, oh, I'll have my friend come over too. And dude, I'll never forget how low, this is how low I was and, and, and how just needed that quick dollar. And it probably wasn't making anything because the products, the equipment, everything like in the oh, gas yeah. to get there. Um she was like, Hey, will you pressure wash my husband's, uh, tombstone? Um, oh, no. <laughs> it's an hour and a half away. Oh, I was like, no. 
I was like, yeah, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, it just shows you like how much you really do evolve just through like, Hey, sure. putting in that there's a point to where you almost get to where I'm done. Like it's, yeah. I, this is not working. I'm doing something totally wrong. And, um, you, you have to pivot. And like, there was a point that I just, I had to pivot and you yeah. know, start implementing things that, you know, for the better. Yeah, dude. Well, and that's the thing, man. It's like pivoting. Cause a lot of people, they start one way, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, we always think in our minds, the, like the path to success is a straight road and it never is. So it's like, you start one thing and then something happens or markets change, seasons change, whatever, you know, economy changes, whatever. Like right mm -hmm. now we're dealing with economy changing and stuff. So like all of these changes, and but you have to learn to adapt at anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a big problem is like, we, we always think that whatever marketing thing we do, is just going to be linear. Like we're going to post this ad and we're going to book four jobs and <laughs> dude, like, you know, it's, 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 that's not necessarily the case, man. And like you said earlier, as far as like, there's no one way, there's no one road. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, you can do Facebook ads. You have a website, you have a Google, I do Google ads. I, I have word of mouth. I do my YouTube content. Like there's so many different little areas and I think one of the biggest things that people, they make the mistake on growing their business is they think that they need more polishers. They need more, you know, whatever to be better. But honestly, man, it could be just as simple as getting a freaking decent website that doesn't suck. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and I don't say that disrespectfully, but there, you know, I've told people this for years. There's just having a website is not good enough. You have to have a good website that has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you would just like, websites are a big thing for me. They don't have to be fancy. You don't have to go spend 10 grand on a professional website. I, I, I my, my first couple of years, I did them on, on Wix.com. I think, you know, mm -hmm. I had a Wix site and I built it all myself. Now I have a WordPress and a, and a web guy, but you know, I made thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off of a $35 a month Wix website. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was, man, was just making it as simple as possible. And my goal was for every customer to have to call me for a price. I don't put my prices on my website. I'm not, a, you know, I know some people are big, put your prices up. Some people don't. I just preferred people to call me. Yes, it sucks that my phone's blowing off of the hook all the time, <laughs> but I would answer the phone and I was confident that I could sell because even at a young age, dude, I, my dad was, had his own business and I sold stuff and we sold AC units and stuff. So I was, mm -hmm. I was exposed to that. So I knew that if I could get someone on the phone, I could most likely sell them on something. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's there, there's no one, there's no one formula. There's no, there's no like one, I, I'm going to post this. And the, the amount of times that I've thought of a marketing campaign or thought of a YouTube video that I thought was going to make me successful and I post it and it does nothing for me. I, if I had a dollar for every time I thought that dude, I'd be a trillionaire by now, you know, but what it is, it's the consistency, man. That's mm -hmm. where people miss. It's, it's not just posting on YouTube. It's not just posting on Facebook. It's not posting on Instagram. It's posting every day on Instagram. It's posting every week on YouTube. It's posting, it's sending out weekly emails to your email list. You know, if you guys are not keeping track of your customers, like that is like, oh, that's number one. Like mm -hmm. keep track of your freaking customers, keep their emails, have an email list where you send, you know, it, dude, it's so like, like I said, doing more than just the bare minimum, right? Mm-hmm. When you get an email, when you get a contact form, do put these guys in a constant contact list, whatever email provider you want. I don't care, dude, but send out a, a you know, a monthly email and just 
have a tip. Hey, this is how to wash your car. The best soap to wash your car. Just mm -hmm. something freaking simple, dude, to, to keep your name relevant to your customers, man. Because even just doing that one thing alone, I've done details many of times for people and I'll, I'll email them or call them on a, on a follow-up about four months later, because I try to, I try to contact everyone four months later, because I feel like that's enough time for their car to get dirty or their boat to get dirty. And I'll do it yeah. again. I'll, I'll literally email them. I'll call them four months later and they'll go, dude, I'm so glad you reached out to me. I totally forgot the name of your company and I couldn't remember it. And I'm like, well, dude, I did such a dang good job. You would think everybody and their grandmother would remember you, but they don't because they have lives and they don't care about the guy that washed their car. Just being real. <laughs> so like, dude, half of growing your business could be just nurturing the relationships you've already made, man. And that, and that right, even that right there, dude, I went five years without doing that. If I would have been implementing just nurturing the people that I've already had contacts with, that alone dude, could have could have doubled my income way sooner than I did, you know? So there's so many little things. So like if anyone's listening, man, like the one thing I can just say if you take anything out of this podcast is like be very consistent in what you do. Literally make a weekly schedule, a daily schedule of I'm gonna post three times a day on Instagram. That's my goal. Every single day I'm posting three times, you know, three Instagram stories every day. Um, I try to do a video on YouTube every week. On on Facebook, it's the same. It's linked to my Instagram, so I do that three times a day. Um, I try to do a post once a week on 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 certain things. I do my my email, and that's the thing, dude. So. We, you see a guy that's 10 years in, maybe killing it, whatever, has a YouTube channel. Everyone looks at me like that. Oh, you're big fancy, but you don't see the freaking crazy amount of stuff I do on the back end. Mm -hmm. You know, you think I just post a YouTube video and I'm famous. No, <laughs> it has way more than that, you know, and that comes from always doing more than what's required, always pushing the envelope, always, you know, never just being happy with the bare minimum, always trying to push more, squeeze more. Um, mm -hmm. testing. I do a lot of testing on Facebook ads. Um, just two days or, uh, two weeks ago, it, I had a weird lull in my calls and I was like, what the heck did I do wrong? Like what, what that's weird. And I realized that one of my ads had paused because I put it on a, on a two week cycle and I forgot to redo it. One of my ads paused, but I, I created a new ad with a whole different format because I wanted to try it. Dude, I got two likes on the freaking video ad, which is not normal. I, I usually get 70, 80, 90 likes on my video ads um, here in my town. I got two likes and like one, one person commented and was like, are you, is your soap safe over the water? You know, just being like a <laughs> critic. And I was like, what the heck? Well, dude, get this. So I had a weird lull in my call. So I paused that ad. I turned my other ad on and dude, within three days, got eight leads like that. Boom. Mm -hmm. So that just told me right there, that one video ad that I thought would be great was an absolute bust and it sucked, you know? So that's the thing, man. Somebody might put a Facebook, a video ad up and they get no calls and they go, Facebook video ads suck. And I'm like, no, maybe your video ad sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, dude, um, I could talk all day about this marketing stuff, man. Cause it, it just... There's so much that goes into growing and 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 sustaining a, a a professional business, man. That a lot of people don't talk about and they don't know about, man. Yeah, man. A lot of work. That's why I have gray hair already, dude. <laughs> Yo, I'm bald, so I'm. Yeah. <laughs> dude, look, I'm not even kidding you, dude. I got like my hair is like starting to thin out. Oh, I got dude, more hair. You're than good. You. You're good. I'm 28, I'm like, bro. man. Oh, are you? Yeah. I'm 28 and already. I'm pretty much there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I told the my first... wife, I was like, 
I'm too damn young to be going bald, man. I don't. It's mine's like straight genetics. Like all my family's pretty much bald, bald on the male side of it. But um, that's funny, dude. Dude, that's that's so relatable, man. We could go, we could go days on like marketing, but like the the, the big thing with Facebook and like the big thing with pretty much any type of marketing is what you try is more than likely not going to work the first time. It's a combination of the 15 things that you did try because like even with Facebook ads, like you don't even know, you think that the picture or the video that you're going to use is going to work. But like you have to test that with like, use the same picture, use the same video with three different demographics. Hey, which one of those demographics works? Okay, cool. Use the one that performed the best out of those demographics. Now change the pictures, but use the same demographics for all of them. And like, it's just all testing and like trying a bunch of different things. And hell, even when you do find the one and you got your, your combo there, that one may not work. But once you do stumble across the one and you just don't quit and you, you know, you keep trying and you, you'll, you'll find the one that works and you know. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it's, um, I've been doing, I've been doing Facebook ads on and off, but really on and off for like four years because Mm -hmm. the last three years when I was in Florida, I didn't have to do a lick of advertising because I just had so much work. So I really tried them, you know, a couple of years ago. And then when I got here to Reading, where I'm at now, like no one knows me here. Like I had to start 100% from scratch. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, people don't really care that you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> like they're just like, yeah. oh, that's cool. You know, like whatever. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so that's why I started having to test again, man. And that was the thing. Like I don't, I never got really a lot of leads off of, of, of photos. I, mm-hmm. I, but I'm, I'm pretty good at my video stuff. So, um, maybe that's why I'm just more natural on camera and stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's a process dude. And and that's the thing, like everybody wants the, the money, everyone wants the big paychecks, everyone wants the fancy cars and stuff without the process. And the process is what actually gets you to the fancy cars, the paychecks and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And dude, I'm still in the process. You're still in the process. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. where I want to be. I'm not even close to where I want to be, <laughs> you know? And you never will and, be, you know? No, you, yeah. That's like what you were saying earlier. Like you'll, you almost have to be, you have to be grateful for one, for what you are, what you have now and like where you've gotten to. Um, and that, but you also do still want to value that grind of like, Hey, I'm never going to be happy with yeah. where I'm at to some extent, yeah. like you still need to be happy, but like, you, you, you don't want to get complacent. Like, I guess, um, now when I'm 40, I would love to be complacent and be completely, yeah. <laughs> with, you know, um, or whatever that age may be for whoever's listening. But, um, yeah, I mean, y- y- it's never going to change. You're always going to want that, that more and that better, but like, you know, you, you, you ha- but you have to wake up every day and like, Hey, I'm going to try this today. I'm going to try that tomorrow. And maybe that's a, a month strategy of trying yeah. it, but and if that doesn't work instantly, because some things like you were talking about a website, like, dude, like quality SEO and quality websites, like, dude, that's a six month strategy. That's a year long strategy. Sometimes yeah. depending on how competitive your area is like, yeah, if you're in things, big cities, yeah, you know, these podcasts, these are going to help you or help somebody out there. But like the strategies that are inside of, of anything is you got to have that, that willingness to say, Hey, I'm going to implement that. I'm going to try that even if it's outside my comfort zone or even if it's, you know, something that I don't know anything about, 
I'm going to implement it. And then I'm going to wait till the next thing. And I'm going to try that next one. It may take me a year to get, you know, to where I'm going, but you just got to wake up and keep trying those things. Nothing's yeah. going to happen overnight. Like, well, and dude, you know, what's crazy, man. Like, you know, you're 28, I'm 29. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you're realizing this. We're still relatively young. Right. But the older you get, you realize a year is not very long. You know, dude, yeah, I no. think back like my son, dude, my son is about to turn seven years old. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> seven. I'm like, I don't even feel old enough to have a seven-year-old son. But dude, it's like, it, it feels like he was born just yesterday. So like when people go, man, it's going to take me a whole year. I'm like, dude, a year is nothing. I'm planning mm -hmm. three years out right now. I literally have on my calendar like three years out. Yeah. Because three years is going to be here before you freaking know it, dude. So like so many people are like, oh, I'm going to have to test Facebook ads for a year, bro. It's a year of your life. Like, <laughs> chill out. like you're going to be OK. And dude, and, and it, it could sound non-sensitive because, you know, I may be more financially comfortable, you know, and, and like I said, if you got a hundred bucks to your name and you're struggling, like it's really hard not to feel, mm -hmm. you know, the pressure of that. And, and I still feel that too, you know, just being mm -hmm. up here in, in California, like I'm not making the money that I was making in Florida when I had a big brand and stuff. So like the, the big thing, man, is like keeping everything in perspective, being patient, like patient, like you said earlier, like being patient is not one of the things you do well. Like I am probably way more less patient than you, you know, what I mean? <laughs> but I'm learning dude, that like patience is actually a very valuable asset to your life because mm -hmm. a lot of people are very impatient, especially in today's, you know, world with social media and everything so quick and fast and everything, everybody wants, mm -hmm. everybody wants stuff yesterday. But dude, patience is actually funny because when you start having patience with certain things, like especially in your business, you'll go, hey, it's going to take a year. Oh, that's it. Fine. Let's get started. Where most people go, oh, it's going to take a year. That's too long. We got to yeah. find something different. That's but exactly when me, it. when me, I go, oh, a year, that's it. Dude, heck yeah. By by this time next year, I'm going to be making double the money. Yeah. Heck yeah. Sign me up. You know, that's why with my my supply site, I'm dumping all my money right now, every bit of my my extra money into buying more product because I know in a year from now, I'm mm -hmm. gonna double my money when it pays off, dude. So mm -hmm. like patience and having vision for where you want to go. It's funny how we started this first podcast or we've started the first 30 minutes of it talking about how we don't want to do shops, but next year I'm actually getting, I'm probably going to get a shop because okay, yeah. I actually need a shop to do my training events and my stuff. Not because I want to have a big mm -hmm. detail shop. It's because I need a location to store my warehouse, you know, for all my products. Um, we're in the process, you know, and dreaming about starting our own brand one day. So I want to have a facility to facilitate all that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do in-person trainings. I've already done uh, two of them and they went really well. We had 10 people fly in from all over America and we did training events and they're freaking amazing. And I love hanging out with people. So I want to have a location to be able to do that. So basically everything that we just talked about is where I'm at. Like I'm having to advertise because I need money to justify a 4,000 square foot building, you mm -hmm. know, that's going to cost me probably four grand a month. You know what I mean? I need to justify that. So I got to work hard. I got to put the advertisements out and, and grow. And the only way to grow is by putting in the work, dude. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I like to tell people like, if you want to be, if you want to, if you want to be better at managing your business and growing your company, the number one thing that you can do to like help that is by managing yourself first. And you know, that's dude, that might be, that might be looking like keeping yourself in a, in a gym, like go to a gym. If you have a hard time growing customers or growing a customer list and stuff, 
a lot of the times it's because you are bad at keeping promises to yourself. You know what I mean? If you're really good at, at going to the gym and eating correctly and doing the stuff that you know your body needs, you're typically going to also be better at cold calling people or, or sending the emails out or posting because it's all self-discipline, man. It's all staying self-disciplined and no one's going to be there to wake you up in the morning and say, Hey bud, you got to build that email today. Hey bud, you got to post on Instagram three times today. You have to hold yourself to that standard. And mm-hmm. if you can't even hold yourself to the standard where you won't eat some freaking Oreos when you told yourself you can't, you're probably <laughs> not cut out to be a very successful business owner, man, because yeah. you have to hold yourself to a crazy high standard. If you really want to, if you really want to grow, you know, mm-hmm. And and most people don't want that, man. Most people, like I yeah. said, want to want to do the bare minimum, and they just want to, you know, make enough money and chill. So I hope you're not one of those guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm eating that Oreo every time though. When it comes to- <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating man, that bad boy that, right now. That's that's a good one, man. We'll we'll end it off with that. That was a good like. That's good motivation for whoever is listening. On um, you need that pick me up and that that cold hearted like what it really takes, man. It's not, it's not the, it's not, um, rainbows and butterflies, I think is the same. Like it, it's not that it's literally takes what you just said, like got to have your vision and you got to like, not only, you know, say I'm going to get this done this week in your business, but in your personal life as well. So I love that, man. How can, uh, how can people find you Drake and, um, yep. tell us a little bit about what you got coming up. Yeah, so uh, best place to find me is uh, YouTube. Uh, it's Drake's Detailing on YouTube. Uh, it's the same on Instagram, Drake's Detailing. Um, those are my two number, like those are my two top platforms. I think um, detailusupply.com, you can buy products. You know, we sell Shine Supply products and a few other brands and stuff. Um, you know, that basically just supplies our web or our YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, uh, other than that, we have Detail University, detailuni.com, and you can find some of our online courses. I'm about to launch an online course about like how to teach people on how to like grow their boat detailing businesses. So if any of your listeners do mainly boats or maybe they want to add boats to their their arsenal, that might be a good little course for them to, to, to go down. And we kind of talk about a lot of this because really a, a big thing that I'm passionate about is detailing, but it's also helping just detailers, you know, grow and be more successful and be healthier and be better parents, better dads, better friends, whatever. Um, because I feel like, you know, your business is a part of your life. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, I know people say like business is not personal, but dude, I, it's, it's your life. Everything's your life. Right. You mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's what I, that's what I teach there. So yeah, man, uh, um, Instagram, YouTube, email, whatever. Yeah. You try to find us. We'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with you. So that's awesome, man. It's good to have you on Drake. Yeah, dude. Thanks a lot, bro. Appreciate it. So that is it for this week's episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. That was a ton of fun talking with Drake. And uh, hopefully you guys got something from it. Hopefully you got something that you can implement in your business as well after listening to this podcast. And if you did enjoy this episode, make sure to, you know, like the video on YouTube, subscribe if you have not already, and leave a comment so that you're entered to win um, the chance to win a Detail Community t-shirt. And, uh, and if you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify, if you can, and you're enjoying the content coming from this channel, if you can leave us a review, it's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach other detailers so that they can get something from it as well. And, uh, as always, feel free to shoot me a message on social media. If you ever have any questions, 
uh, or just want to chat or, or have an idea to run off somebody. I'll, I'll always reply to my DMs and uh, see if I can help in any way I can. But I will catch you on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. Hope you all, hope you all have a great week and uh, keep on crushing your goals.